pledge allegiance to the band. It may perhaps discourage you, unless of your kidney, or infected with this vicious virus, that you'll be ordered to pay a fine of 75 pounds. I'll pay now, if you don't Just make 10 louder and make 10 be the top number and make that a little louder. These guys would have it. Welcome to Movies at Rock, rock and roll journey through cinema, kind of rock and roll today. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Josh Fitzgerald, and for the first time on the show, we have Steve O'Dockerson, a friend of mine from, we go back to the rock solid days before Name mm -hmm. That Tune, and we kind of got to know each other more playing our weekly Name That Tune, which we've, we've kind of both, we've actually kind of both been hiatus a little bit. Yeah. So um, welcome to the show. Good to have Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's Absolutely. wonderful. Absolutely. Anytime, anytime. We've been talking about doing something for a while, mm -hmm. whether it was, you know, this this movie that we're going to talk about came up and some, some other titles were thrown in there. But I kind of this was the first one you mentioned. So I wanted I was like, you know, you mentioned that first. I, yeah, it seemed like something you wanted to talk about. So I was like, sure, I'll just I'll I'll be a sport and I'll, I'll go for it. We'll see what happens. So <laughs> <laughs> and the movie's The Wicker Man, but we'll get into that later. But um, yes. So Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know it's a very open ended question. Uh, <laughs> so like so a, like been, I have my little coffee mug here. It's like a yeah. therapy session, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, no, so um, uh, I'm a man of uh, many talents, many, Indeed. many jobs, many uh, what have you. Um, I've worked uh, about my biggest, like, I don't know, claim to fame, whatever. Um, I've worked Renaissance festivals for about 17 years. And that has been my uh, primary source of income for most of that. Mm -hmm. um, I, and those I are lovely. Here. I've been to one and it was, it was highly enjoyable. Uh, Sterling? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've gone to that show. I haven't performed there, but I do a show. I, I have a character, Hob the Troll, that mm -hmm. is my original creation. I've been doing that for a long time, but um, I also so perform. Is, is Steve-O Hob the Troll's alter ego, or is Hob the Troll Steve-O's alter ego? Easy there, <laughs> Just Mary. to clear the Listen, air. This is, <laughs> it's a, I got a whole ego id thing going on with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> like, it's, Hob the Troll is Steve-O with weird teeth, uh, no shirt. And uh, and uh, no filters, you know, and just as loud as I can be. Uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've been I've been doing that for for a while. But then I also do another show that was written uh, by this guy named Chris Buhlman, who worked with uh, me and my buddy Dan Fox uh, to come up with this show called The Bastard Monks, and uh, that show is absolutely filthy, and um, they uh. uh there's there are two other guys who were doing it at Sterling for a hot minute just when we were trying to like you know see what other fairs could uh handle it and very few could because mm -hmm. it's uh you know they did they, the guys there they did a great job it's just that um you know there's boundary pushing and then there's uh uh almost you know decently long breaking which is what yeah. we were you know <laughs> 
but anyway, yeah, so I've, I've done that for a long time. Um, talk about, mm. you know, but um, basically what my shtick is, is uh, Hob sits on uh, his bridge and uh, play music that are is the least renaissance songs I can think of. And people pay me to uh, stop playing and just be quiet. Or they keep yeah, me keep singing. Either way, though, I win. The Hobcast, it's still up there, uh, but I haven't done that in a minute. And uh, I, but I, yeah, I've been on Rock Solid a, a, a few times. With everything, yeah, just and no signs yeah. of anything changing anytime soon, which is really sucks. But um, it's, have you been I, able you know, to to do any? Of that sort of thing virtually at all or, or not so much i've been recording mm. i've been uh i've been recording music for it um mm. the guys who do the mud show they've like their renaissance festivals have gone on They're, they've been smaller affairs mm. um uh be you know and uh people are working real hard to try to do something but you know it's uh it's an uphill battle and yeah. uh, I, I really feel for them. And, yeah. you know, I look forward to, uh, you know, coming back and performing, but I don't know when I will be able to do that. Mm. You know, like I'm all for masks uh, at all times. I, I've been doubling up masks for a while, but do I really want to perform, you know, a character whose whole thing is like, I got really, you know, like huge tusks you know, right. like with a mask, and also unless you're coming uh, like out of the mask, <laughs> right? And I and I thought about that, like, and and kind of here's a here's a hot take: uh, people who are still going out to stuff, I don't know if they uh, really deserve to get my talent. If I'm that's, if I'm being totally honest, that's right a now. fair point. Like, I I don't disagree with that at all. I, I absolutely understand if you want to, like, you're getting stir crazy, you want to get out of the house, yeah. and you want to do something. I absolutely understand that. Mm -hmm. But for every one of those, there's a bunch of people who just come out like nothing's wrong, and mm -hmm. they don't think that anything should change because it would inconvenience them. And for that, I don't have patience for it. I, yeah, I honestly, I, I, I really don't. Like, I hear you. Because it's, 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 it's that kind of uh, it's it's that kind of thinking that's just pushing this back further and further. Yeah, and I know yeah. down where you are, I know it's I've heard horror stories about what a shit show it's yeah, been man. and just insane. Yeah, I mean, school is bad enough. Like, I mean, I've had I've had fewer problems with little kids keeping their masks on than I have with adults. You know, like it's just it, that that oh, says yeah. a lot. You know, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. it's yeah. it's people it's it, people don't like being told no. Mm -hmm. and i understand that people don't like being told what to do and i understand that but you know what uh it's all about sacrifice yeah which brings us listen to me as the guest taking this to this look wonderful at that thing. i love it oh love boy it. oh boy let's get into it seeing <laughs> the traditional um outline of this podcast for this episode, which is The Wicker Man, which I'm sure most people listening have already seen. And I'm one of the few people I feel like had who had never seen this movie up until this point, up until you suggested it. 
So, and I was really? excited because, because, you know, we talked about it and you're like, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe we should do something a little bit more, you know, palatable or whatever. And like, no, let's just do it. Let's just go balls to the wall. Let's, <laughs> let's see what happens. And, and I want to like, yeah, this, this movie, it is a musical. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And it's a yep. musical in a way that I've never seen the like, because, um, in this movie, people are singing. They are performing songs, and it is organic. Right. It is natural. You know, he goes into it is, a bar. It is unnatural in some cases. Yeah. He right. Yes. <laughs> right. He goes into a bar. People are singing a song, and you know they've. All, this is a song that they've all probably sung a whole bunch of times, and the fact that he is like, uh, I I don't <laughs> feel comfortable with this and what's going on. There was a Saturday Night Live sketch years and years ago with Norm MacDonald where it was like, I think it was supposed to be like a, a West Side Story or whatever, where mm. just like they just start singing and they do a song and he's like, hey, you guys just sang a song. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, right. I, I, I was just moved by the spirit. Yeah, but you knew a part and then he, and it rhymed. You Did you practice that before? No. You know, it, but like, Right. But in this, and it's all for you know. I mean, nothing says you know street toughs like doing ballet in the middle of the streets in New York City. Right. You know, <laughs> right? But this, but yeah, it's... no, you're absolutely right. It's super natural, super organic. It it it's, it doesn't feel shoehorned in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting that element because I I know you'd mentioned that there was music and like Pat told me yeah. that you know was that there were like folk songs or whatever. So I thought it would just be kind of like you know like the opening song and the soundtrack mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But no, there were like actual full musical numbers in this. It was great. Yeah, and when you and when you're watching it, it's the same, you know, because it's because it's a town, because it's an island, it's the people like you see the people playing the instruments. They're mm-hmm. just there. Yep. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. So we that's how I'm justifying doing this episode <laughs> for people yeah. who might be uh confused as to why they why this was chosen but yeah i think it totally fits um and, and let's be clear, I, I was gonna text you is, and make sure i'm oh, sorry oh no i was just gonna say i was gonna text you just as a, an fyi to make sure that it was the original one that i was supposed to watch and not the nicholas cage version from mm-hmm. 2000 whatever there is only there there is only one yeah and that is that is that is the one with christopher lee nicholas mm-hmm. cage Ugh, it's <laughs> People are like, oh, you have to watch it. It's so basket. No, not with no. this. Yeah. This is I, I this is a holy movie. And I mean that in terms of like its subject matter. Yeah. Uh, the way it's done, like it, in terms of as a piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll go out there and say it. I really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Way way more than I was expecting to. I, I didn't really know what I was getting into. Um, I'd heard things, people are like mixed reactions from people. So I kind of was like, you know, a little trepidatious, but I, I really liked it. I, I liked it a lot. Oh, good. So um, we'll just throw that out there. So <laughs> for people who are worried. Yeah. That, because this isn't my usual horror movies. I, I kind of have like a love-hate relationship with, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, this, was, this, this was totally a winner on every every level, so. And it's 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 a horror movie, but it's also 
and, and it's and it's a supernatural horror movie, mm-hmm. but it it is and it isn't all at the same time, and it's just it's and you know and combine that with just like a great piece of weird British cinema and a musical. Yeah, man, it's so good. Everything's there. Yeah, I actually don't know if I would count it so much as a horror movie. It's so much as like a psychological thriller almost. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't really get the, the horror stuff doesn't really come in to like maybe towards like the last 15, 20 minutes and leading up to it. It's almost like a psychological mystery. Like you're not yeah. quite sure you got to put everything together. Yeah, because because when you know, when he when he lands, you know, about as much uh, about this case as 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 he does. Right. Right. You know, <clears throat> like you 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 come in on the plane with him. Mm hmm. And you are in, you know, uh, you know, like from the time he lands the plane, uh, yeah, it's it. You're you're with him all 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 step of the way, and um, what's what's it? You know, it starts off with the folk music. It starts mm-hmm. off with uh, um, that wonderful song. Yeah. Uh, well, and and all the songs, absolutely every song. In the in the in in the movie, all of them are about having sex. See that now, yeah. They're all it's all <laughs> fertility songs. It's all you know. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, um, the only time the music changes is when he finds and. Uh, um, you should probably watch this movie before you listen to this, uh, you know, right? Because like it, it's a little, it's spoilers. a little different. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into um, spoilers. It's it's okay. Yeah, but like when he when he when he actually finds Rowan and is running with her, the music changes entirely. Then it becomes yeah. like much more of a 1970s. Okay, like right. you know what this is now. This is a height or this is an escape film. We're gonna get you out, and then. It goes, it goes right back. But when he is in control, that is like even though that music really isn't, you know, his bag. It's the, it's, it's kind of what you expect. It, it, it brings the audience back to like, okay, you know, things, right. yeah, things are back under control. Yeah, so, it's that so, weird like seventies walking to walk into this. Yeah, I did know it. It stands out like a sore thumb in the context yeah. of the movie. It, it, I did notice that, how, how jarring it was. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, okay. Not even just like, it's making your, your heart race a little bit more. It's just, you know, like, yeah, it really is more of the time than anything else there. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the character we're talking about is um, Sergeant Howie. Yes. And um, he's kind of, he's sent over, he's beckoned over to the island, um, Summer Isle. Summer Isle. Summer Isle to retrieve this missing missing and using air quotes yeah um, girl named rowan who seems to nobody seems to know anything about her never heard of her have never never really seen her everybody seems to be oblivious to her existence Mm. (laughs) um but he's noticing little clues throughout and um realizing that he kind of has landed in the middle of a um a pagan society Mm -hmm. on this island and um yeah, like very, very devout is it, is horrified by this, and um, yeah, so that's kind of just a general synopsis, just to give people kind of a picture if they haven't seen it in a while. So, yeah, and 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 just, then it goes um, way downhill from there. For him. Yeah, 
like <laughs> and and the the i think you know i i've watched this movie this is one of those movies where i can watch it over and over and i find something new um like when he lands and he gets you know and he's on the boat going to the going to the the, the mainland and he realizes like he sees just a guy on a horse right and and it's just like oh they don't have cars here things are different here right and you uh yeah. this real fast <laughs> yeah and you, I, you, you, you know, you'd, you'd think that someone who is, you know, as, uh, you know, as, as devout and, you know, it's like a lot of times people who are more devout, they, they talk about like, oh, the old days when things were simpler. Like, days go older, days get older even than that to way before Christianity was really a thing. <laughs> Yeah, and things were a lot less convenient than they are now. Ten ish minutes. All I like, I kept running through my head. I'm like, is this going to be like a really avant garde? You know, not quite. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be actually be a plot? Or I wasn't sure. I I didn't know that it was going to be. I I really didn't know where it was going at all. Um, But I got to say, I the the cinematography and the camera work and the colors was just really just I just I it held me right in that world it was it was amazing just the visuals alone of this movie i thought were just outstanding yeah it's uh and yeah again it the more you watch it you'll 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 see like they'll do a close-up of the eye that's painted on the boat right Mm -hmm. they'll do a close like or just and just and and the other thing that i really like about this movie is that the people uh look like uh people they look mm-hmm. like actual actual humans. Um, right. You just you you've landed on an island in Scotland. Of course, these they look like this. Right. And it's so it's so refreshing, uh, just to to you know, just, uh, especially considering the the amount of nudity that is in the movie. Like they're not like they yeah. don't try and find like models or anything like that. They're just regular people. Like okay, we're gonna frolic in the woods with you know with our clothes off and whatever. And, mm-hmm. It's well, just, they, well, they had you know, but they had like Britt Eklund, who uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very, very, very much a model. Uh, True. Yeah. Uh, you know, married to uh, you know, married to Peter Sellers. I don't think mm-hmm. at the time, but yeah, that's kind of uh, that's kind of a big deal. Like having, um, you know, a, a big name, Britt Eklund, just topless singing a song, singing a song, like full, like not even just topless, like the full, yeah. Well, the, the um, yeah. the uh, uh, it wasn't her like when when she's uh when she's facing the door, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 hitting it and singing. Uh, that is mm-hmm. not her back. That is not her bottom. Oh, she had a double. Okay. She had a double bottom double. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize but, that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know uh, that she had a voiceover, like a singing voice was dubbed mm-hmm. over her voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just that uh, like. But yeah, um, but we go into some of the some of the music where he, you mm-hmm. know he goes into he goes into a bar and the guys are singing a song about all wanting to have sex with uh, <laughs> the landlord's daughter and the landlord just they're like yes that's my daughter <laughs> yeah everyone here is celebration <laughs> yeah um 
And uh, Edward Woodward, who plays Howie, does such a great job of just being so mortified and confused by everything that's going on around him. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is the look of sheer what the fuck is happening that plasters yeah. his face through most of this movie is just perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so you enjoyed the music? I did very much, very much. The songs were really fun, really catchy, um, very. Um, and, and like you said, they felt real, even beyond just like, you know, we're not shoehorning mm-hmm. a song. And the, the songs themselves felt very appropriate to that setting. You know, they were mm-hmm. really, um, they were folk songs that you could tell were, were very lived in and, and weren't just, um, you know, they didn't impose themselves as, you know, obviously they wouldn't be singing this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And what I, but like, um, you know, this is one of the movies that, you know, it's, uh, this is also, uh, um, I want to, like, what, what year exactly did it come out? Because, uh, yeah, okay, 73. So this is, you know, uh, this is very much influenced by a lot of, you know, the, the psychedelic folk music, the neo folk music mm. uh, from, uh, especially coming out of, uh, you know, England and Scotland and Ireland, uh, right, you know, right. Donovan right mm-hmm. uh, and fairport convention that kind of thing yeah i, yeah. I you know ivor cutler you know uh, mm-hmm. pastoral uh and, and this is stuff that you know the like the beatles are listening to uh like to uh, to psychedelic folk music you know mm-hmm. um uh, it's 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 kind of like the natural you know the natural progression of of the music just like yeah this is this is it all it all mixes together and this is where it is mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it, just, and it brings the uh and and what they're doing is they're you know like these psychedelic folk songs are just folk songs that have you know rituals and rites attached to them they are part of right. you know and, and in the song or in the movie they're part of religious ceremonies mm-hmm. yeah they say you know like um uh as someone who, who uh, you know, went to a music class in elementary school, uh, we all, you know, like, uh, this, uh, like, uh, you know, uh, the feather on the bird who lived in the nest and nest on the branch, yeah. the branch of the tree. Like, that song was actually, is a phallic song. It's right. about life and death. And they do it in the movie where mm-hmm. all the boys in the class have ribbons tied around the uh, on their way around the pole uh, in the, on the, the pole yeah. and, they're, they're, and you know and they're uh, on on that uh, on that woman there was a man and from that man there came a seed these yep. are you know and it's just like <laughs> that 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 particular song that was um that one was one that really stuck out to me it's like ooh like that kind of gave me a little bit of heebie-jeebies <laughs> with them singing yeah. about that yeah um, and it's 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 fertility and life and death yeah yeah, it's true. I, I actually just wanted to do a quick shout out um, in regards to music to the band that they formed to record yeah. these songs called Magnet. Yes. Because um, they, they are mentioned in the credits and I did a little bit of research on them and they were actually assembled specifically for this movie. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if Magnet has any albums. And then I go to find out that they really only existed for this purpose. But um, yeah, but they, each, they, they, they all have like their own their own thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh yeah, um, Ian Cutler and uh, Gary Carpenter and uh, uh, right. 
the guy Peter or something. Gruis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, he didn't he didn't because he did stuff with um uh like you know it, it, it's all it's all just you know performance. Uh mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it it it's just this is you're really right. It feels just so it you know it just feels so natural in in the context of just the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And and written by Paul Giovanni as well. He composed mm-hmm. all the music and then Magnet was a band they assembled to perform them. And they're, it's a pretty versatile group of people, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, they're all, I mean, they're all psychedelic folk songs, but, they, but each of the songs are, have a pretty distinct personality and unique personality, um, you know, in spite, despite having similar themes in the story and what have you, so. But the, yeah, they're all, and you know, there's all like, also, uh, you know, with the with the with the horns, um, like that song is is ancient, mm-hmm. like you know, it's 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 the way that you know they're both mixed in and seamless. It's yeah, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. It's really brilliant. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about kind of shifting from that. We're, we're talking about the themes of, of, you know, a lot of the fertility, life, death, that, that whole full mm-hmm. circle thing. Talking about one, the one theme that really stuck with me when watching this movie was um, kind of that, the, the, the push and pull of religious fervor between the two, mm-hmm. two opposite ends of the spectrum. You have the really conservative Christian um, mm-hmm. who has his own values and his own beliefs and his own views and is very, very staunch in that, you know, conflicting with, you know, you have this, this pagan community who it couldn't be any more, you know, opposed in every conceivable way. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I kind of, like, I couldn't decide throughout the movie if, if this was, if they wanted this to be read as, as like a critique on Christianity um, or a critique on paganism, or a critique on organized religion in general, or who was meant was 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 he meant to was how he meant to be seen as a antagonist, or was he really a protagonist? Like there was a lot there was all of that was so yeah. ambiguous to me. And I, and that I think that's done on purpose. Um, mm. Like he, the way that they show his religious faith. It is joyless. Mm-hmm. It is joyless, and even at the end, he's not getting comfort from it. He's not. Right. He's not. You know, like he's not taking uh, the source of of inspiration and 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 love and uh, guidance of you know, uh, like morality that religion like religion should have right. he's just like no this is how it how it should work meanwhile the 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 summer isle residents they're like yes we love our religion we look forward to this yeah it brings us prosperity but it's also fun we also can enjoy things and it's part of our tradition and we don't expect anybody else to understand it and that's fine and you know, like it's a really good point. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, you know, when there's, you know, when they're singing at the end, when the whole island is singing at the end, it's, it's like, oh, this works. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, it's, 
<laughs> and then you have that twisted irony, though, of, of we're, we're, we're joyously celebrating them essentially murdering somebody. <laughs> for all intents and purposes i mean that and that's where right. the ambiguity really comes into play it's like oh yeah i'm i'm totally with them and, I, and i'm on board with them but they're but they're killing someone you know yeah but um, but then but but lord summerisle himself says like we're going to give you a rare gift you're a christian yes good you get to die the death of a martyr you know and christianity would be nothing without that sacrifice. That is, yeah. you know, that, like you have to understand. And, you know, she says to him in, um, May Morrison says to him in the post office is, you will never understand, uh, um, you will never understand sacrifice. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's when, when, he's, when he's in the Wicker Man, he has that moment of, uh, why has my God forsaken me? Yeah, the, the, the Christ you know, parallels at the end are, were enormous. It's, and what's, what's so, it is, it's not, it, it is not a condemnation of either, you know, this fictionalized, um, you know, uh, amalgamation of pagan rites and rituals or, or Christianity. It's, it's pointing out that both are like, well, both, you know, both exist. Mm-hmm. And both you know, are problematic in their own ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that made me think of that one line that that stuck out to me as well when he was talking with Lord Summerdale, um, Lord Summerdale, and he, he was mentioning, you know, how could you, um, how could these girls? They're they're jumping through the fire. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. they're unclothed and they're talking about fertility and virginity and 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 you know, then he goes, you know, was your was your God not conceived by a virgin woman mm-hmm. and raped by a ghost? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and it, goes, it all goes back to that same thing. Yeah. It's 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 the uh, super villain equivalent of you're not we uh, we are not so different you and I. Right, right. <laughs> but the fact that you know, um, like the more I watch it, you know, you, you watch it the first time, and Sergeant Howie is uh, is is the protagonist. Everyone on the island is the antagonist. You watch it again, and it flips. Yeah. And then you watch it again, and you're like, "No, they're both." Mm-hmm. And the I, more I went you... through that journey, kind of like yeah. back and forth the whole time. <laughs> like I, I just my whole my alliance, like or my allegiance, I guess you could say, kind of just oscillated up and down through the whole thing. Like, well, maybe I don't know. Do, do they like? I didn't know who to side with. Mm-hmm. And um, that's part of what I really enjoyed about it was that kind of roller coaster, the yeah. moral roller coaster of this movie was really. Uh, unusual very um a unique experience I think. yeah he's um but I, I think really what it comes down to is uh you know as as religious as he says he is there are a couple of times where you know when willow's singing outside his door where he is very tempted mm-hmm. yeah and if he'd have given in he would have lived yeah he would have lived. He would have been like, I'm gonna join this aisle. Yep. And that and and that would have been a different kind of sacrifice because um with you know with with uh like with magic, with all of that kind of stuff, um, you know, uh there are there are rights within those kinds of things where like, you know, maybe that would have done, you know, maybe that would have done the trick. They're like, well, like that was probably part of the whole thing. Like, well, right. um, 
if he uh, let's 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 throw a willow at him. She's uh, she's our <laughs> best and brightest. We sang a song about her. Let's uh, let's try to do this <laughs> yeah. the easy way. Let's try right. to get these apples the easy way. Let's get this uh, this uh, uh, square policeman laid. We can have our apples. We can call it a day. That didn't work. <laughs> All right, Plan B. Right. <laughs> and the whole thing's just an interesting kind of reversal of the whole like forbidden fruit thing of the Bible. You know, yeah. they, they eat from the fruit and they they fall, they succumb to temptation and that's their downfall. But this was this flipped it. He mm-hmm. resisted temptation and that was his downfall. Yeah. In in a way, because and, I mean that's that's their culture. I mean, that's how that's the way they they you know, that's the foundation of, of what they're doing in, in their religion. It's all, you know fertility, sex, everything, you know, fornication, everything. Um, I'm not sure if I made that point very well. Yeah. It makes sense in my head. I'm not sure if I articulated. No, it no. Well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, the, um, uh, so as a, as a teacher, I was, when I was watching it today, um, like, yeah, they have, uh, they have the boys outside singing and all the girls are inside and <laughs> yeah. I, um, and I was, I was watching that again. I'm like, oh, of course they'd have to have like, like if, you know, this, um, if you're an Island, uh, that has, um, all of this, yeah, you're going to want to keep the, the, the boys and girls in separate classrooms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, just, you know, like, um, yeah, we're, uh, people are having orgies in the cemetery is one thing, but you know, <laughs> uh, like when it comes to the kids in school, let's make sure the boys stay on one side and the girls stay on the right. other. Yeah, it's some kind of nightlife in that town. Parallels, like he, like sure. his whole arc. Really, that was another thing that really stood out to me. Like his whole arc really was very much um, like a Jesus Christ par- mm-hmm. parallel, really. Yeah. Um, except it was just interesting how how. It, it was somebody who was, he really was not a likable person. Whereas, you know, Christ no. was always drawn as, you know, this Messiah, everybody loved him, but he was not that. In fact, he was actively rejected by everybody around him, but yet he was still used as the catalyst for the sacrifice and, and for their, um, you know, for their spiritual renewal, I guess, if you will, or in yes. their, in, in their crops <laughs> for replenishing yeah. their crops. So that was just an interesting, um, you know, another another interesting twist on 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 the traditional way of looking at scripture and lore and everything like that. And and I think uh, one of the things that 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 you know that it it does point out and it is critical of is and I think Lord Summerisle understands Christianity more than Sergeant Howie does. Mm-hmm. I think he just kind of says like, yes, that was a way we didn't find that it worked, but we've studied it because we want, you know, like we have to under, you know, like we, we want to understand these things. Mm-hmm. We want to understand why that, um, you know, like, well, this doesn't really work for us. Well, what doesn't work? Well, uh, all the rigidity and all of the, like, oh, let's, let's, let's give this a shot. Oh, it's working. Okay. Hey, we're happier. Right. Hey, we're right. singing. And conversely, like with you know, like with any religion, with all religion, there is music. All of it. 
Yeah. And there are, you know, uh, some of like it, 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 it brings the word divine into it. Um, but there are so many, there are so many people who would consider themselves Christian who go to church and sing with, with not a lot of joy, yep. you know, and like, or, or people who will talk about, you know, you know, say they're, they're, you know, they're very religious, you know, Christians and won't really pay attention to what Christ said, what Christ right. did, what Christ's attitude toward, uh, toward your fellow man is toward the poor. Yeah. Uh, toward... In some cases they're even actively ignoring them or rejecting them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, here is a community that has thrived for three generations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And just kind of saying like, hey, uh, these traditions didn't really work for it. It's not. Yeah. It's not even necessarily the ideology. It's just it's just the traditions. Right. It's just the, right. It's just the rights themselves, um, which they, you know, they, you know, they make of like these have power. These have, you know, all of these things. It's, you know, um, uh yeah like when the little girl's in the candy shop and the woman puts the the toad in her mouth and takes that out that's <laughs> medicine that they used to do that's like that's not yeah like take like a remedy that, yeah yeah that kid's gonna get sicker right <laughs> uh but at the same time like you know like us as the audience we know well that's not gonna work right but <laughs> At the end, we're like, well, I hope their crops work. I hope their crops come back so they don't do this again. <laughs> and then in his in his um, dire, desperate last minute attempt to save himself, he's trying to convince, trying to convince everybody that their tr crops are still going to fail after he's sacrificed. And um, it, it, it's just interesting because there's that you know you have the, um, Howie's kind of empty emotional security blanket mm -hmm. that that he's trying to use to, to save himself, reinforcing their belief that they're, they I mean maybe their crops will fail next year and the whole thing will open for now we don't know, you know and it just it was an interesting kind of like there there we sort of ambiguity there again to use that word but um and I, I think, know it just is very thought provoking yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, uh, so, okay, let me ask you this. Do you think the next year after that happened, do you think the crops were successful or they, do you think they failed? I think, I'm going to say that they were successful. I think that their convictions were so strong and I think that their, um, Here's the thing. I think that even if the crops failed or were weaker mm -hmm. than normal, I think they will have still considered it a successful year on the basis of everything that they went through in their sacrifice. Right. And they're not going to give up regardless of, of, of how poor the crops may be next year. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to still, I don't think it's going to deter them from, um, I don't think that that's going to, deter them at all really i, I think it's just going to maybe right. even make them stronger in their convictions of their religion and their beliefs and oh maybe we need to keep doing more maybe we need to go even um deeper yeah. or what have you yeah yeah see i think the same i i i i think the same thing but i also think that if the crops did fail and howie was right and they you know you know like 
the first person who's going to suggest to be sacrificed is Samurai himself. Yeah. I think he's like, yeah. yes, I should be because he's mm-hmm. because like like he will uh, he will uh, um, to to quote uh, biblical scripture gladly the cross I'll bear, you know, yes. yeah, uh, because. <laughs> You know, he just just the the pure level of of conviction that he has, um, yeah, and uh, just and, and also, he, listeners, please please weigh in with your own answer to this question. Leave comments in in and Twitter and what have you, because I would like to hear your thoughts as well on this. It's a really interesting question, and it's it's not. And you know, the more the more I like the first the first viewing of it, it's. It, it it brings these it it brings these questions, um, and the more you know, the more you watch it, you just like nobody's necessarily wrong, but no one is necessarily right either. Right. Absolutely. Which is always things that I like. Uh, you know, I like in movies. I like this movie uh, very much, and yep. I also love The Grizzly Man very much. Because I still like, haven't seen that. That's why oh, I watched this for like a year, and I still haven't seen it. I'll watch it I, this weekend. On I watched that movie time. like I watched that movie the way some people will go through The Office, where it's just like <laughs> I'm going to watch this again, but I'll just yeah. And I know I'm going to love it. I just for whatever reason I I just I feel like it, I think it's one of those movies where I, I feel like I have to be in a certain mood to watch it, and mm-hmm. that, that hasn't totally hit me yet. So, but I, I'll watch it this weekend. Um, how, when did you first see Wicker Man? Uh, I saw the Wicker Man. Um, God, no pun uh, intended. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think it was like my first year of college. Mm. So two thousand three. I think two thousand two. That was my first year of college too. Yeah. And um, well, I, 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 you know, um, but it was also around the same time I started working Renaissance festivals. Oh, okay. Because like I would hear all this, you know, like I'd hear, I'd hear the music, and so you know, somebody's like, uh, like I think there was a band or there was a group at the time that was doing Willow's song, mm. and which is a, it's a beautiful song. It is, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, Isabel Campbell from Bell and Sebastian. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, she uh, um, she covers this on her album. Oh no, kidding! I I, I like her solo album. Yeah, I need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Willow's song. It's on her okay. Milk White Sheets album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just so I would hear I would you know I'd, I'd start going to festival and I'd hear you know these body ribald songs. <laughs> and like I wa- I'd watch this movie and just like yeah just 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 the joy from it mm-hmm. um and again compared with you know uh um Sergeant Howie's uh frankly um like for a finale boy oh boy he's he's sing- <laughs> he's singing like his life depends on it <laughs> Uh, and it's so terrifying when he's singing he's just like oh i i've got a song i know a song too it's so oh i'll sing you with the power of christ yeah (laughs) 
Did now did you grow up with um any kind of religious background or we grew up Lutheran, um, okay. but barely. Um, I was, uh, and you know, I grew up in a very rural town, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't go to church. Uh, every so often, my mom, who was the re- religious one in the family, would just say like, "Ah, we're gonna go," and we'd go for a minute, and like, I would, I would get in trouble uh as a kid at church the first one of the first laughs i ever got um was in church and you know now i make you know i uh, for the bastard monks we're doing we do it we do a a a mystery play about adam eve in the bible and you know it's very blasphemous and i'm still getting laughs from it um but like we're in i remember this we're in sunday school and it was easter and we're telling or whatever the lutheran equivalent of sunday school was it might have been anyway it might have just been Sunday school, whatever um we're telling the story of easter one sentence at a time and i had heard a joke and i'm like i think i might be able to throw the punchline of this joke into this story and i'm like six <laughs> And we're telling the story of, of Easter one sentence at a time. Like, we're trying to remember it in order, like, as the kids go around. And it was working out pretty well, because the kid right before me said, And then they rolled the boulder away. And I said, <laughs> and Jesus came out and saw his shadow and went back in for six more weeks of Lent. And <laughs> I said that at six right that's amazing <laughs> at six and the this the teacher lost control and she was very mad and as a teacher yourself you know that when you have lost control to that level it is it there's is no, heartbreaking. there's no coming back yep <laughs> but also just like i think she was mad because it was funny and she couldn't, you know, like, she's like, you little shit. <laughs> I can't not laugh at this. Like, well, no, she, she absolutely didn't. But, like, she knew she was going to have a hard time explaining this to other people and get oh, them on yeah. her side. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> because that's where we can skateboard. <laughs> I, that, I, that's where we bite. Yeah. And, yeah, and then and then you'd go to the youth group and you'd hear about this Christ fella and uh, boy oh boy was he a nice guy, and then, <laughs> um, you'd you'd be like okay well uh, I'm gonna check this out and then ev- like, it was just like the judgiest people, and it was just like oh what a shame, so you know yeah. then you uh you know then I then you want to rebel and then you. Uh, decide you're going to be really interesting and read the entire works of Nietzsche. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you get as much as, as one uh, does when you're a teenager. Right. Right. I was, I was insufferable. God, the more <laughs> I talk about, you know, between Ren fairs and Nietzsche and, and God, how, how does anybody talk to me? Um, <laughs> but no, like understood that like, Hey, this is important to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, Maybe I don't believe in all of it, but they're allowed to have it, and everyone's yeah. allowed to have it. And the more I be, the more the thing that that 
always stuck, you know, that has always stuck with me through all of my different um, levels of faith or unfaith is the idea of the blind man and the elephant, which was explained to me in one of my youth groups, which was like, um, there's a bunch of blind people. You're, are, you're familiar with this, right? I've heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bunch of blind people are touching an elephant and they're trying to explain what it is. Like somebody's got a hold of the trunk and is like, well, it's a snake. I can feel uh, the width around it. It's very strong as a snake. Somebody's got ears like, no, it's a, it's, you know, it's, it's a sheet of some kind. So he's got, there's four people around each of the trunks and they're like, uh, or uh, the legs are like, ah, it's the trunk of the tree. Um, <laughs> but what they're all describing is the same thing. Right. And so I've, I've always kind of come to the understanding like, ah, we're not going to figure this out. We're, all we can do is mm-hmm. get the best idea of what we can and let's try to put all these ideas together so that we can stop killing each other and being blowing each other up. Yep. Being awful. Let's yep. let's 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 talk to each other. Let's get, you know, um, and I think what this, you know, uh, bringing it to this movie does is it shows two different parts of the elephant. Always been very much of that belief as well that of different kinds of religions mm-hmm. in the world and all of them kind of have their own level of this is the truth this is the truth and i, I mean that's great but can't they all be of the same truth yeah there are tr- there are truths in them in the truth right right classes in college just to learn you know just different traditions different ways of, of expressing beliefs and faith and um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily practice any of them, but I just think they're really fascinating how something, something that is, that is not tangible to us can drive so much of who we are at the same time. Right. It's just really fascinating to me. Yeah. And if, and if you just kind of let go of the barriers of this is the only way that, you know, this, mm-hmm. you know, this, this particular problem can be solved. Well, you're missing out because if, if, if yeah. like, you know, Lord Summerisle is like, hey, um, here, you know, like we've been having some problems with, uh, you know, um, you know, like, yeah, our, our crops haven't done well and we are of this religion. If Holly would have been like, okay, well, let's see about, let's like, like, what can we do to make that better? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand he was investigating right. a murder, but he showed no empathy with that. That's true. It, it seemed almost like he was more just doing it for his own, like just to get a pat on the back. You know, I saved this girl. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and there I think no... there's even, I think there's even like a deleted scene or something that's like before he gets on the island, where I think the other police officers are kind of glad to get rid of him. <laughs> he did seem like he was just like a pompous, bit of a pill, bit of a pill. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I kind of want to um, kind of switch gears a little bit, talk a little about the cast. Yeah. Because um, I know we didn't, we haven't really touched on that too much. And the casting in this movie is pretty great. Um, a lot of, a lot of unknowns, but also people, you know, like you mentioned Christopher Lee, who has mentioned that this is his favorite movie that he's, he's done. He's made hundreds of movies and this was his personal favorite. He is which so I think good is really cool. He is. He is so good. And hair alone. <laughs> and he sings. Too. He does, yeah, and he sounds great. Um, Edward Woodward, which is a very difficult name mm-hmm. to say, I had to practice that a couple times. 
Um, he's, he's, I mean, the role, it's not a very um, challenging role necessarily, but I mean, he, he, um, he was great. He was uh, believable. He was, he was fun. Britt Eklund. Um, yeah. Wonderful who I've, screen who I've presence. Met. I, 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 really? I, she was at a, she was at a, she was at a convention and uh, it was like, she was out of all the people who, um, out of all the people I've ever like just met at a convention, she was by far the most generous with her time and just her stories of just, oh, that's awesome. just people stopping that's by. And what's funny is that her handler, you know, like the, the, her volunteer who was like, you know, the one actually selling, you know, the, uh, the posters or whatever she recognized. She's like, Oh, this is, Oh, aren't you Hob the troll? No way. Yeah. <laughs> that's <yeah>. great. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, but she is, she's just, yeah. She seems like she would be a delightful person. She was very, she's very kind. Yeah. For the, yeah. the, the 10 minutes or so I got to talk to her. That, that's great. Yeah. And she, she has a wonderful presence in this movie. Like she just is very radiant and, um, and gentle, even though, I mean, she's, her character is a little bit on the aggressive side, but she still has a, a kind of tenderness to her. Um, and also uh, a sex positive role for a woman Yes, uh, in, in the, the early seventies. Early seventies, which is insane. <laughs> the sex positivity in general in this movie, for the time yeah. period, is mind-boggling. Yeah, like the and only other kind of touchstone I can think of in that regard is something like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, obviously. I mean, obviously, it's a whole different animal. But as far as just like being just non-judgmental and sex positive, there there aren't too many reference mm-hmm. points. Uh, he he works as the the the, the grave digger. Um, uh, Aubrey oh, Morris. Yeah, Aubrey Morris. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he was in Clockwork Orange. Uh, oh my gosh! Yes, he's, yes, yes, he's, yes. He's is a uh, you know like uh, you've been a naughty boy, haven't you, Alex? Been <laughs> yes. missing school. Yes. The famous scene on the bed where Alex is in his in his underwear and yeah yeah yep. <laughs> Um, another name um, that, that stood out to me, Lindsey Kemp, who was a landlord. Mm-hmm. He was um, a famous, very famous dancer, choreographer. He um, mm-hmm. was um, David Bowie's choreographer for a while, I believe. Yeah. And, um, and also worked with like Kate Bush and people like that. Um, <laughs> very, very, very renowned kind of um, contemporary dancer who did a lot of uh, movies as well, I think at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. didn't he also do and like um, they they talk about uh, you know they talk about punch in it you know he's he's they, mm-hmm. they dress him up as punch but like um, w- you know which is a, a holdover from 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 those days uh, you know like where where that was you know entertain but he also did a bunch of um, uh, pantos pantomimes oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah he was he um kind of popularized that for a while didn't he i think yeah or, or, yeah well i mean they're they're, they're they're they've always been popular but you know just mm-hmm. not not over here yeah yeah um yeah so th- those are kind of the, the standouts for me it's it's a pretty large cast it's a pretty large ensemble cast i should uh, say yeah and, um mm-hmm. ingrid uh ingrid pitt was in um a bunch of uh um hammer horror oh, the librarian movies. yeah yeah mm-hmm. She, yeah, she was only on, on in this very briefly, but um, yeah, she was funny in it. Yeah, she was good. Yeah, and I just love, I just like 
one of my favorite running themes is just like uh, the the policeman who's used to getting his way, and they're like, "Oh, you have to talk to the boss." Yeah, <laughs> I don't need permission. Uh, yeah, but you do. Here's yeah. a little bit. I mentioned to you when we were talking that the only thing I knew about this movie was that it was compared heavily to the recent movie Midsummer or mm -hmm. Midsommar, however it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, have you seen that movie? I and, have. And can you attest to its um, to its similarities? So, so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to uh, a lot of a lot of modern movies, uh, especially things that are more uh, geared to uh, violence, mm -hmm. um, I I have a hard time watching it. Yeah. So uh, I have friends who like if I want to see a movie, I will ask them first, and I, people have said like, oh, you know, maybe not so much, um, which is like. And I, you know, I haven't seen it. I have, I know that a lot of people compare the two. So mm -hmm. I'm interested in that, but like, I have to be in like the right kind of mindset to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. as, as I, you know, as I've gotten older, um, I've got a lot less uh, uh, stomach for that kind of stuff. I got a lot less mm -hmm. uh, stomach for, um, you know, uh, you know, physical violence and gore, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've just kind of realized, oh, that's, well, you know, some of this is a little bit more trauma based. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I so um, that's the long answer. The short answer is I haven't seen it yet, but I plan to. OK, yeah, I, I, I did see it. I actually saw it before I saw this. Um, and I, I, I will say this much is that actually a lot of that movie makes a lot more sense after seeing this movie. Because um, I left okay. that movie a little bit perplexed and uncertain as to what I just watched. Um, I didn't really love it that much. I didn't mm. think it was, I thought it was a little bit, a um, little indulgent, a little bit too long, um, kind of just maybe a little try hard in places. Um, now, is that the same, uh, and is that the same uh, uh, filmmaker who also made uh, The Witch? Or is it the uh, same no, studio? Um, same studio maybe um okay it was it was the same director that made hereditary okay um, which is a, a one movie that i also similarly to like kind of what you said yeah I've sort of been not uh, you know kind of avoiding <laughs> but yeah um, there's some movies where it's just like it's it's a little bit it feels like it's a little too intense yeah like i'll i'll, I'll enjoy them but like oh i won't need to see this again and i feel Absolutely. like midsummer might be that Mm -hmm. um whereas like uh yeah for some reason i thought that it was the same okay so i just i just looked this up it's that a24 i guess so it's the same studio okay. mm -hmm. but like yeah so the so the witch uh i i liked that movie i liked it very much it's very intense I did too. Mm -hmm. and i watched it but then i watched because then the, yeah the same guy did that did uh uh the lighthouse which oh, I'm like, lighthouse. i watched that don't need to see that ever again. Yeah, I Watch feel exactly once, the same way. <laughs> but I don't need to see that again. Whereas, uh, you know, this movie, I can watch again and again. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, because it's not gory. It really, it, well, there's that one scene that's kind of like a fake beheading, but that's really as far as gore goes. It's... There's, there's uh, and there's also, um, you know, they have the Hand of Glory. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> which is yeah. kind, it's it's kind of it's kind of hokey, but when you watch it, uh, when you watch it again, you see where that hand comes from. Mm-hmm. You get to learn where that hand comes from, and it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a like this this movie. It's the the more you go, the more you find. Mm-hmm. The more you watch it, the more you find. Yeah, I definitely plan on watching it again soon because especially after having this conversation it's you know it's kind of parsed out a lot of things um we didn't even mention i I, i'm going through my notes we didn't even mention anything about the um the whole thing with rowan and why he was there to rescue her and why you know we you had mentioned the whole scene about when the 70s music kicked in and he found rowan and Mm, they were running away yes um but you know for listeners who haven't seen in a while the whole reason that um he was brought there was because obviously they had planned for him to be the sacrificed one um, because he fit all the criteria for their field crops and what have you. But um, Rowan was basically more or less a decoy for him to yeah. come to the island. Um, and he was set up to look for her and they were acting like, she, you know, like they were oblivious to her because in fact, she was the one who they made it look like they were going to sacrifice for um, their May Day ritual, which is the beginning of the harvest season for them. Um, well, and well, before before even it gets into that, it's just it's mm-hmm. it's she plays the, just a heck of a MacGuffin, you know, where yes, it's just yes. like, uh, you know, he he gets off, he's like, hey, have you seen this woman and, and, and this girl, and they're all like, no, no, we've never heard that, and you never <laughs> even, and, the, and then he's like, oh, uh, uh, Rowan Morrison, oh, our postmaster is named Morrison. You want to check there? And it's like. <laughs> This seems like the, a very small town where everybody knows each other. And so like you get that feeling of conspiracy right away. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, like um, there's little clues that uh, like, you know, he looks at the, all the pictures on the wall of the crops at, or, uh, of the, of the harvest. And there's a picture missing. Um, and, very uh, conspicuously. <laughs> right and then he uh um goes um to uh the school that's when he goes to the school yeah and he sees like there's an empty desk and why is her name in the ledger and also but also like you know may morrison's daughter is like painting a hair and is like yeah my um <laughs> Ro- rowan is a rabbit so, like, you know, watching this again, you're like, okay, do they, like, when they're explain like, they, they definitely explained, okay, if this man comes, tell him this. Because she is. Right. Your sister yeah. turned into a rabbit. Because that's what happens. I said to May throw Day. this out there. I'm just throwing this out there. It's kind of unrelated, but I can't tell you how many movies I've watched in, like, the last six months that have included, like, dead or dead rabbits or violence towards rabbits and it just every single time there's like a part of me <laughs> dies inside because i i'm, I'm a rabbit dad <laughs> I'm like oh another one yeah yeah <laughs> that's the only thing that's i mean, like the only criticism i, I, I man, can throw with this one but <laughs> well i apologize for no for no no don't no well don't. no no i i you know like i'm i'm i'm, I'm glad you watched the movie and i'm glad you but, but at, at the same time like i know people who um well, just in the same way that I have, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, triggers with extreme violence, I have a, I have friends who go to a website to check if uh, any dogs are hurt in a movie. Oh yeah, like yeah. Or, or a book. They just won't read it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, 
but yeah, uh, and but what's interesting is the way that like it is a you know it is a rabbit as a symbol because the rabbit is the closest uh like uh so so rabbit uh in terms of the easter rabbit which tied paganism and mm. christianity together right, right right um as kind of like the and, and the fact that all of the you know easter traditions <laughs> are involve a rabbit yeah which are death and rebirth all That's you know true. it's yeah. So in in one in in one way you have, and also uh, just if you think of how fertile rabbits are, that, that's yeah. also another thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's 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 a fertility thing, mm -hmm. but it's also a life and death thing, and it's also you know how uh, and uh, modern day Christianity are tied together through these rites, through these right. uh, uh, through these symbols, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so. Yeah. In one aspect of this movie, like it is a murder mystery. Mm -hmm. uh, and another, you know, it, uh, but also like the the old version of the word mystery, you know, as in a mystery play, as in yeah. like oh, who done it? To it kind of um, reminded me in some ways of Psycho in the sense of this movie. It starts off as one thing, you're expecting something mm -hmm. to happen, and then it kind of pivots a third of the yeah. way through and then you're on a totally different path um even though obviously we don't change characters significantly mm -hmm. significantly like we do in psycho but it's the same kind of idea that it, 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 there were parts in the middle of the movie where i thought maybe they were going to just abandon that whole plot completely about rowan because it started veering in so many odd directions mm -hmm. you know um and and just this in the but they finally did bring it back but it's just that that whole um are kind of reminded me a little bit of that as well. And I love yeah. when movies do that, when they play games with you like that. And the whole game, or the whole movie is a game, and it's, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's fucking with Howie. Yes. <laughs> and with us, too. I, I'm, I'm actually really excited to see how different this is going to play on a second viewing, knowing everything that happens, yeah. and to just have a different kind of pair of glasses on watching it and seeing what I pick up on and who I follow. So were you surprised? With. Um, just like in general, like yeah. um, by how the movie, like, um, like, like, uh, did, did it, um, uh, did the ending happen? Like, did you see it coming? I kind of, but unfortunately it's because I sort of had it a little bit spoiled just from seeing this from the poster art. Yeah. Um, yeah. And having seen Midsummer, you know, what, like a very similar thing happens at the end. So like that I kind of knew was going to happen. I just, it was more like the, the getting there. Um, sure was was really um was what really kind of kept me engaged and, and guessing um i was to be honest with you it was this was not what i was expecting in a good way um mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting it to be quite as um i don't know if cerebral is the word but i didn't maybe expect it to be quite as thought-provoking quite as um as media of subject matter i, I yeah. was expecting something more um along the lines of like I, honestly i was expecting something more like grindhouse and b movie yeah yeah and i think i think that's um it's 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 lumped in a, a lot with that because people think like oh christopher lee movie about mm -hmm. about pagans from the 70s how good can it be and right. then you watch it and you're like 
Like, oh, this jacked. is and and you know people call this like the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's that, but it's it's <laughs> it's certainly uh, it's certainly up there. Right, and it was a lot. It was way more abstract and surreal than I was expecting. It was more. Um, uh, it's a re- really unpredictable like even just the song just having so many musical numbers in there just was like yeah what is what is going on this is crazy this is this is bananas but i love it <laughs> yeah uh um they pack a lot in like an 88 minute movie it is it, like it, they it, really throw a lot in there and man that's how it should be like uh, this is uh, when, when somebody's like um when somebody asks for a recommendation for something like, hey, I, I, I'm bored. I want to watch something or I want to read something. And everybody chimes in with, oh, this series, this series, this series. Like, this, you have to read, like, you know, you know, all four, you know, like the first four volumes and then the next four volumes. Ain't nobody gets that. No, yeah. no. Get in, tell the story, get out. Yeah. There, and then, there, and then get back in if to, you want. Absolutely. Oh. There's such an art to like economical storytelling. You know, I, I, I can't, I don't, I seldom watch TV series just because I, they're, they're just so drawn out and I get commitment phobic and just tell me the damn story. Like you said. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you don't, you don't like, they said they did meticulous research to get in there. We don't know what that is. Right. It doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> you're right. We don't know what happened after. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it. And that's how you yeah. engage, yeah. you know? And that's really the point. Why, why, they, why would we even have a discussion if we knew everything that happened after the story? That's not, ambiguous endings are always my favorite because for that reason alone, I mean, there's no wrong answers. Yeah. You can go, it's a choose your own adventure story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I can't with, with, with the series, with a couple exceptions, but. Like my, um, my favorite song in it is just the, is the procession. Mm-hmm. when they're when they're all when they're all just kind of marching and and then you know and then when they reprise it to you know at the end and they're all singing to it you know you know summer is a coming yeah. in because uh like that one is uh it's pretty old uh <laughs> and like the arrangements it's god it's good it is really good I, it's I actually, so um... it's so haunting it's so but it's also kind of hummable and it feels out of time. Mm. I, I actually wanted to read um, this quote from a review that I was looking up reviews for this movie from um, when it first came out. And I love this one because it, it's it's perfect. It, it totally encapsulates the movie. It says, um, this is from James, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pronounce this last name, James Berardinelli. And it says, it's a film that defies categorization the Wicker Man can be considered to be a horror film, psychological thriller, musical, and or melodrama. In reality, since it includes elements of all these types, it literally has something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And like that's, yeah, that sums it up perfectly, I think. So you, you have not seen the Nicolas Cage version, I'm assuming, the, from the way you said. I don't <laughs> want to. I really don't. Like, yeah. it's, it's literally like, why watch that when I could just watch this again? Uh, I really liked, you know, I liked the True Grit remake more than the original. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand not everything needs to be remade, but sometimes when it does, it's good. And I understand that this is, you know, that the Nicolas Cage, it, it is, it's like a 
so bad it's good. But I I don't know. I, I almost feel like it's somebody making fun of a relative if I watch it, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and a lot of it too, if you're going to remake a movie, you have to be very particular about what you remake. Don't remake something that's already beloved. Don't remake something that's already classic because how can you improve on that? You know, yeah. if, 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 if your goal is to improve on something, don't pick something that doesn't need improvement or that's already beloved. I don't, that's, it, that's how I feel about it. But I, I don't, I just don't know if I want to be mad at a thing for two hours. When I first saw this movie, I just like, I, I, I knew that it was about, you know, the old gods in this, uh, like a community that worships the old gods and I knew it had a very like Renaissance festival feel to it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew. And so when I watched it, I'm just like, wait, what? I have to watch. And I, I think I watched it and then like, like I watched it at night. And then I, I thought about it, I'm like, I shouldn't watch that at night. And then I woke up and I'm like, I'm going to watch it again in the day. And it, it's, it's a horror movie that also belongs in the daylight. Everything is in plain view. Everything is just right there. And if you're paying attention, you see it coming from a mile away. (laughs) And you watch it and you realize, I should have fucking seen this coming. He should have seen this coming. (laughs) Yeah. But But he was too blinded by his own ego and drive and faith or whatever it was. (laughs) We talked a lot. Was there anything else that you wanted to to add to it? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot here that to talk about. I mean, like this this conversation could go on, I feel like, all day because it's such, such yeah. a rich, thematically heavy movie. If somebody who, you know, watches this movie um, and is upset by the religious um, nature of it, you know, that's valid. Absolutely. For for everything. You know, the, uh, the amalgamation of all of the um, uh, all of the stuff on Summer Isle if that's your jam and it's just like, well, they kind of, you know, did a Hollywood version of it. Or if you're a Christian and feel like this is not the way, like this is just yet, yet another example of a joyless Christian. And that's not what we feel. Those, yes, you're valid. That Those are mm-hmm. absolutely like, you're like, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. And, and, and thank you for having those, you know, like those, those feelings and emotions. You can still wa- like watch this again and just like have another appreciation for like like try to empathize with everybody in this film yeah. because you can mm-hmm. yeah you absolutely can empathize with with Howie you can empathize with Lord Summerall you can empathize with uh you know the the folks in the town everybody mm-hmm. yeah everybody yeah. can can have their own entry point in this movie and yeah. have still enjoy it and have an entirely different experience yeah. If that, yeah, I mean, um, I know that when I watch it again, it's going to be totally, totally different for me. Um, just the emotional arc of the, the whole thing is going to play differently. And um, I'm really looking forward to that because I, I don't, I just, yeah, it really kind of knocked me out <laughs> in, oh, in the best possible way. So yeah, it, like I said, it was not what I was expecting at all, but in, in the best possible way. And, I, and I'm always open for stuff like that. And, and, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I, you know, I was excited to see it because this isn't my usual cup of tea. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll take something away from this. This will be fun. I, I thought it would just be more like a fun, 
lightweight. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to be so thematically heavy, but just, but I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. So, um, I, yeah, uh, watching it again yesterday, I'm just like, I was like, cause it, it'd been, I don't know, maybe like two years since I'd, I'd seen it, you know, mm-hmm. all the way through just like whatever. But like, I'm just like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of tits right from the start. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of lot of news for sure. There's a there's a there's an orgy scene right before you fin- even before you're finished with your popcorn. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, well, there they are. And it's yeah. not this it's not necessarily like erotic or well um gratuitous is what I meant right. to say. It feels tasteful, it's, even though I mean there's a lot of it, it feels like it's done tastefully and it's done appropriately. It's positive, yeah. Right, right, exactly. It's sex positive as opposed to like, ooh, aren't we naughty? Right, right. <laughs> like any any other movie in the seventies that would have an entire song sung by a naked woman would not be handled disgracefully. I feel, or right. it would it, it'd be way more controversial than it actually ended up being. Right after, uh, like, uh, uh, right after, where a bunch of you know old Scottish dudes are talking about having sex with her. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it, but for some reason, it still felt like it. It still didn't feel creepy. No, it still felt it just felt normal, you know. I, in any other context, I feel like I would have been like, "Oh, that's just icky and wrong." But this didn't right. feel like that, and that's a huge but, accomplishment. But that's also, but if you do, then that's the journey that you're going through with Howie, because he's like, oh, "I don't know about this." Right. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh my god, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I'm liking it even more and more now that we've talked about it. Yeah, I'm seeing all these all these details and all these shades of gray that are coming in. You know, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Did you have any any final thoughts on the movie? Anything else you wanted to add before we do our our um, promotion and all that good stuff? Uh, I think I I, I think we've uh, we we've talked about it enough. I think people uh, are going to listen to this and they're going to go out and see it, which they absolutely should. They should. I hope they do. I hope they do. It has it has a very strong endorsement for me, and um, and and you know I just want to say thank you first of all for for um, hipping me to this movie, um, and for kind of encouraging me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit, and outside of maybe the the, the self imposed boundaries of this podcast, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, so thank you for that. That was really cool, and also thank you for for giving me your time to have this conversation and to um, talk about this amazing movie and and um being so open and candid and warm and fun to talk to and i just appreciate that this was this was fantastic it's been my pleasure oh thank you thank you very much i hope i hope that you will come back sometime soon oh yeah let's we'll do um maybe something a little bit lighter next time (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, uh, like i if, if if there's been if there's been a movie that you've wanted to do on here but you haven't you know like been didn't you know didn't know who to ask to do it send it my way my dude okay all right so uh steve odakerson where can we find you out in the internet world in so um i'm on uh i'm on twitter at hob the troll a uh h-o-b the troll and yeah um hit me up there for uh i i really haven't been posting too much but um yeah that's the best way to find me Excellent. And um, I am also at Josh F618 and Rock Movies Pod. And you can email me at movies at rockpod at gmail.com. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, positive or negative, it's fine. 
it's all good to help people find the show and um, hope to hear from you. And um, thank you again so much for your time and for um, the conversation. It was a lot of fun. And yeah. hopefully we'll be connecting again soon. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Definitely. Ha have a great night.